Hi, everybody. Welcome to Advice for Life with Lynn. Hi, everybody on YouTube. Hi, everybody listening um, on podcasts. Today's issue is rewiring your brain for success and happiness. Can you give me an example of like how you would neutralize that? Like you go into that part and what? How do okay, you so you're basically getting to the part of your brain you were convincing again that part of your brain that's like, you're not the boss of me, the subconscious, the emotional uh, part, mm-hmm. saying, hey, can we learn new ways to receive love or to connect with people that don't involve sweets? Did you come up with the new ways or did her brain? She, her brain comes oh, up with the new ways. Okay. And in that part of your brain, you're in charge. You have all your memories, all your beliefs, all your stuff. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. So we've touched on rewiring your brain before, like years ago, early on. We had a hypnotist on, and uh, I think it was called Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. But this concept is really taking off. It's new to most people, the rewiring your brain business. And it requires some commitment and open-mindedness. But there's no denying changing how you think changes your energy, which changes everything that happens to you or everything that you attract, right? So my trainer, who I'm, I love so much, she's become my friend, but she, she lives pretty far from me. So here's an example. I love her because she tells me what to do, right? She has great energy. She's a dear friend. She always... I always leave her place happy and feeling better. So recently she changed our start time. Remember, she lives far away. She changed our start time from 7 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. So that means I have to get up at 5.45. I don't do this every day, but a couple times a week. 5.45, throw in my clothes, brush my teeth. I can do this in six minutes and be in my car no later than 5.55. Okay, it's a big deal, but I can do it. The other day I was so proud of myself. I was on time. It was I was a little stressed, but I was on time flying down US-1 busy road in South Florida. And I was more than halfway to her house when I got a text at 6.20. Lynn, it's Masi. I hurt my ankle and I'm in so much pain. Please don't come. (laughs) And my first reaction was, shit. Selfish. The second reaction was, wow, that sucks my boyfriend. That sounds pretty painful. You might have broken your ankle. Then I quickly went into, okay, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? I made a U-turn, illegal, and made a conscious decision to turn this negative into a positive because I just felt like I had no choice. I told myself, I'm going to go to the gym near my house. I hate gyms. I hate them. Anyway, um, which is even farther from my house. It's more north. I was going way south. So I was driving. My mind was tempting me every 20 seconds. I guess you could say your ego, right? It was going... I can't believe this happened. What a wasted time and gas. You could have slept in. And then I would reply with a positive saying to myself, shit happens. You're making good time. Look at you going to the gym all by yourself. <laughs> so my ego wanted to stay in that negative so badly, but I knew I would just keep feeling bad. So who wants to feel like that? Um, that's just a small example. A small victory. I don't do that. I'm I don't do it all the time. I'd love to do it all the time. But there are other habits that I keep doing that have been programmed in my brain, like yours, I'm sure, who's ever listening, since childhood, like procrastinating, because there's this old unconscious program that says you're not good enough. It's not a conscious thing. I don't wake up and go, I'm not good enough, so I'm going to put that shit off. But it, it happens for sure. So how do the question is, how do we retrain the brain, rewire the brain, uh, refire our neurons. I sound like a brainy person, but I'm not. I know that happens with new software. We can put new software in our brain. It can be done. And today's guest is a hypnotist. She does this for a living. 
Lauren Romero of Miami Beach, Florida. Thanks for coming on the podcast. It's your first one. Yes, it is. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. And honored as well. Oh, yeah. so what does a hypnotist do? You know, we like we were talking about earlier before we started recording, I think a lot of us think like, follow my finger, the pendulum, I'm going to put you in some trance. What do you do? It's basically a fast way for you to communicate with the part of you that doesn't want to do things. Mm. So like there's a part of us logically that's like, oh, I should go to the gym example and the other part of us subconscious like well the couch feels better (laughs) well it's hard or i can't or i've done it and i haven't gotten results so we kind of the hypnosis can communicate to that part of you who thinks it knows what's best for you by being lazy sitting on the couch or you know thinking that oh i'm i'm protecting you from hurting yourself or for something that's perceived to be hard Uh, And so we communicate to that part of you, hey, guess what? It could be easy. It could be even fun. So that's what hypnosis does. It communicates to that part of your brain that's emotional, that has learned its beliefs from 5 to 15, I'm going to say around. That's just the average uh, of what you learned to be true and now what you want to be true. So it's pretty much. So why do we keep doing the things or thinking the same way that doesn't make us feel good? Like... Um, maybe eating the wrong things or having that extra drink or why do we keep repeat procrastinating repeating patterns well procrastinating is one thing so procrastinating is basically taking you away from something that's perceived to be uncomfortable or hard um, why do we keep repeating our habits um, maybe in during an emotional state we learned that that was the way to cope for example alcohol or to celebrate and so a, a, a ding goes on in your brain you're like ding 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 Ooh, alcohol to socialize. Ooh, alcohol to celebrate. Alcohol because I'm stressed. So then it just goes off, and that's what so we naturally programmed. do. Somewhere along the line in your life, you, you, you got that software in there. Yes. And so it's just automatic. Yeah, so if we think of our brains as a hardware, mm-hmm. and there's software running, what do we do with our iPhones or just phones in general when we have all these things up? We X them out. Otherwise, our phone's going to run very slowly. Like, why is this call not going through? Wait, I have so many programs open. Let's either X them out or update the software. So what a hypnotist does is helps you update that software or let go of the ones that are holding you back from becoming your best self. So to answer the question, what keeps us doing the same thing is, well, that software is running in the background. So what are some of the things that we'll get into the details of how to do this, but I, well, I'm just curious, what are some of the main, are there common things that mo- clients want to work on? I guess that's the question. Uh, it scales a lot of fears, mm-hmm. fears, phobias, um, financial abundance, like clearing the idea around finances, what's holding us back from achieving or uh, gaining money. That's another one that's been popular lately. Uh, anxiety is a big one, just mm-hmm. symptoms of anxiety, um, trauma. What do you find when people, what, what is the unconscious software that keeps people from making the money they want to make? Ooh, depends on the person. Mm. That's why I love the consultation, because during the consultation, you're listening to what they have to say about money. So wait, am, do I deserve money? That's a big question. Sometimes you can say logically, oh yeah, I deserve right. money. And then subconsciously, which subconscious I'm going to explain more is more the emotional. It's where we get our beliefs and beliefs come from anything from culture. Money doesn't grow parents. in trees. You got to work really Yeah, so really you're hard. hearing that. Work hard, play hard. Yes. I'm broke. Or Yeah, I'm broke. Or even family members saying that all their life. I'm broke. Yeah. Oh, we don't have enough food. Mm. Oh, this and that. And so what holds people back is either the fact that they think they don't deserve it 
or uh, things that family members have said in the past. Um, what else holds them back? Thinking it's hard. Kitty agrees. Thinking it's hard. Yeah, Kitty's like, yeah, I agree with you. So take us through, that's fascinating. So take us through, I wanted to do this podcast on, obviously, you know, this is your career. Yes. You are the professional, but how can, what tips can you give people to rewire their own brain other than seeing a hypnotist? Other than seeing a hypnotist. I would notice when you do get emotional around something, notice what you're telling yourself. Because we all get triggered by people, by things, even traffic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Traffic is a big one, too. So just notice what's triggering you and take a second and really think about it. Be like, what am I telling myself? And is this true or am I making this up? Because remember, whatever we tell our lovely brain, <laughs> it's what it's going to believe. And so then that becomes your reality. It's, it's like a sponge, right? So we're just putting all those words into it. So we want to squeeze out the sponge every now and then. Like, okay, what do I want to put in there now? Okay, let's use let's use money for in, okay. an example. Um, well, we don't we may not even realize we're triggered, right? We may be like, well, this is just the way it is. You know, I'm never going to get ahead. Look, inflation is going up. I, you know, look look how much gas is, milk and rent and huh huh huh. So, let's say you notice that you're you have these thoughts. You we would call them it's reality, right? In your brain. What do you do then? When you notice that you mm -hmm. have this thought of, oh, everything's so expensive, for example, mm -hmm. or, oh, this price, like, let's say you invest in yourself. This is going to be the best example I can give right now. You want to invest in yourself. You go get a manicure, pedicure, and the person comes out with the price and they say, and you got a nice massage, right? You know, whew, you're getting a nice massage. Your feet feel good. Your hands feel good. And then they're like, oh, it's 75 bucks. And people go, oh, so they ruin their entire experience just from that price. And the price hits and you're like, wait, why? Why is it 75 bucks? I pay 45 bucks over there. I would have been triggered. I would have been mad at myself. <laughs> like, God, I should have asked ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. that too. How am I going to afford this? But what if we thought of it at this point? <laughs> this person who is giving you a manicure and pedicure actually set that price to be what she thinks right now at this moment is her worth and what she thinks her time is worth. And so she did the worth work. Hmm. So she's so worthy do, of it. What do you do with that trigger then? So that trigger, you're like, okay, well, next time I ask <laughs> ahead right. of time, like you said, or I just enjoy the fact that I got an amazing massage. I'm worth it. I got this. I took the time. I invested in myself and money is energy. It's going to come around the corner somewhere else. Someone's just going to say, here's a free coffee for you. So basically go to positive. Yes. What if you say those things? Cause I've done that and I don't <laughs> believe them. <laughs> Is it okay to say it and have the intention, but you're not there yet? It could. It is okay. What I always tell people is try to get into a positive feeling where you felt it before. Like, what is something mm -hmm. that I did spend a lot of money on? Like, people are buying things for, what, $1,500. they are spending on a purse, for example. Think of something that you did buy that you said, ooh, I felt good buying it. And get yourself in that energy because it's all about the emotion. And once you're in that energy, then say, you know what? My nails look great. $75 was worth it. What happens if you're unable to do that? Tell me about the energy when you just keep hanging on to telling everybody you know, don't go to this place, man. <laughs> they rip you off. I can't believe because we project, right? Um, well, you're keeping yourself in that energy. And what's happening is that you're hypnotizing yourself to stay in that energy because uh, you're in the emotion and you're kind of, you're, you're turning up the volume to it. So you're filling up that water glass. You're staying stuck. 
Yeah, you're staying Deeper. stuck. So the more you're in the energy, even if someone goes through a story, for example, the more they tell the story, the more the details come to life. And so they're stuck in it. So when do you want to break it? Tell yeah, me. Snap yourself out of it. Snap out of it. Yeah. Like Sharon Moonstruck. Snap, mm-hmm. snap. Snap out of it. And again, ask yourself a question like, hey, do I want to be in this energy? Do I enjoy being in this energy? Do people really want to hear me complain? <laughs> sometimes I notice, um, sometimes people, our ego does enjoy being in that negative energy in a sadistic way, maybe not consciously, but like if you watch too much, I love the news because, you know, <laughs> I'm a journalist, but if you watch too much news, you can leave feeling really negative and low. Oh, yeah. You know why that is? Hmm. Because you're in emotion, they're getting you into an emotion, right? You're right. watching the news, fear. Uh, fear, fear is a big one. Um, then you're suggestible. So when you're in a state of emotion, you're suggestible, you're highly suggestible. When you're in a state of happiness, you're highly suggestible. Any emotion, you're highly suggestible. So you're watching the news over and over again, this person, this happened to this person, that happened in this world, to that country, and all of a sudden you're feeling the feels because you're being, remember that little sponge? So you got to wring it out. All right, what can I do now to make me feel good? How do you wring out the sponge? How do you wring out the sponge? I, For me, it's different from others. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's nature. Okay. So I'll go into nature, just reset. Water is very grounding. Um, maybe even working out. Mm-hmm. For others, it's other things, like a conversation music. with a friend. Music. Music is great. So- Everyone has their own way to do it. So sounds like wringing out the sponge, like resetting your brain is also, um, well, cha- obviously changing your energy. Yes. And many times it's physical, like, like ducks, you know, mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle, great man. Did you ever read any of his books? I, I forget. He was talking to Oprah years ago. He's this guru. And he said, he gave the example of, uh, he watched two ducks fighting in, in a pond at, at a park and they were really going at it. And then they turned from each other. One went left and one went right. And they shimmied their feathers, shook their feathers. And then they forgot about it. And he said, it was so profound. He's like, they didn't go on with the rest of their day going, can you believe what that duck did to me? It came in my space. Whatever. He like, let it go. They let it go. So is that what you're suggesting in terms of like rewind or wringing out your Yeah. You could energy? also think about what you're feeling. So am I feeling angry? All right, what does anger feel like? Where do I feel it in my body? So if you mm. want to get more into the physical. And maybe give it a color. What color is this anger? Why? What's the advantage of that? Then you can imagine. So imagination is key. You can imagine it leaving. Like you can imagine that color just transforming, changing. Whatever we're imagining, we're creating. Everything is imagined. Everything. I know that, but tell me, tell me more. <laughs> I mean, even the staplers imagine. Who imagined, oh, let me just create a stapler to like just clip, staple papers together. You know, it's so funny because this, um, what I, my guru bases her teachings on is um, this book called A Course in Miracles, this old book. And she always says, there's nothing out there. There's no one out there. And for years, I'm like, cuckoo, there are people out there. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But it wasn't until, I've been in therapy like for a hundred years. It wasn't until like last year, I'm like, oh, I get it. I mean, there are people out there, of course. There's things, there, this water bottle does exist. But does it, I guess? Everything, like you just said, is your imagination. So whatever you're, expand more on what you're saying, because you can say it better than I. So whatever you're imagining, you're creating. 
right? So if we're imagining uh, that something's going to go wrong, like let's say we have a trip, uh, we're going on a trip, and the plane's going to be late. Well, guess what? When the plane's late, we're going to have an emotion around that because we've already imagined it. And so we predicted it. We assumed it was going to happen, and it's in our imagination. And then when it happens, we're like, see, we imagined this, it happened, the plane's late. Ugh, we're pissed now. But what if you just wondered? I wonder how great this trip is going to be. If things are on time, I'm going to get there, it's going to be amazing. What if you just wondered that and imagined that? You're going to create it for yourself. Every time? I mean, really? If I think... If <laughs> you're I, at least not going to be in that negative space or okay. emotion or ex- expectation, right? Because, I mean, I can imagine, <clears throat> my God, I'm going to get a check tomorrow for $10,000 in the mail. Uh-huh. I'm going to imagine, imagine, imagine. But So imagine it every day for three months and see what happens. Maybe you do. Maybe you tell I'll yourself that. Back. <laughs> <laughs> three months. And just tell yourself every day for three months. Oh, those zeros are stacking up. Whew, next to that one. Ooh. Is that true? Has that happened to you? Give me an example. It has happened to me. Uh, so this is an example that we all are hard on ourselves at times. I got a scooter, and here I am happy. I'm driving it away, and I get home, and I can't park it. I'm trying to park it. I'm like, Ugh, and I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> I'm like, why can't I park this thing? Why can't I do this? Well, I've never parked a scooter, right? <laughs> so why should I expect myself to know how to do it? So I drive myself to this empty lot, and I sit there for an hour. Oh, my God. And I'm doing it wrong, right? So I'm trying to How use my strength. How hard is it? I guess it's hard. Well, I'm trying to use my strength, my upper strength, uh-huh. and I haven't been working out uh-huh. as much. And so here I am. I'm like, see, this is because you haven't been working oh, out. Geez. Where's the strength? If you were working out, you would have strength. And then I had to catch myself for a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. Take a breather. Oh, luckily, there was a bay right there. I looked at the bay, and I'm like, okay, let's try this again mental strength (laughs) yeah so i got on it and i pulled it up and i finally parked it and i was like yes i got this and it was less in like the upper body strength and more in you know the leg strength besides the point the next day i started working out because that was just a reminder like Mm. if you're going to get so upset with yourself for how if we're not being able to uh, use your upper body strength well how about you hit the gym now <laughs> so ever since then i've been working out so, so there you go you it was a reminder yeah i snapped out you, of it first of all you took a breath i took a breath and i was reminded that oh um i, we, I spend so much time building my you know my lower body strength like my upper body strength Oof. i'm not going to say non-existent because that's negative but that's uh-huh. what i was thinking uh, it is um in in the in the in progress now so you snapped out of I that. I snapped out of that. Beating and instead, yourself I'm up. like, okay, well, if you don't like it, work out. And that's rewiring your brain. Work out. <laughs> I guess it's hard to, to maneuver a scooter. I, when you, you gave that example, I thought, well, just I can park, park the damn now. thing. I know, just park it. But it's not as easy. What, it's really not even about the stupid well, scooter. It was, it's about you it's changing the way you think. thinking that we should be perfect. Right. It, you know, we weren't perfect tying our shoe for the first time. True. It took us a couple of times. Right. So why Seamless should longer. we be perfect at other things? Right. It takes practice. Have patience. Great example. With yourself. Now, when you, because I've done this, and so for me, the struggle is, and I think people listening might have a similar experience, the struggle is, um, it goes back and forth. It's not like, I'm Buddha, and I'm going to just imagine money. And then when I imagine, <laughs> the negative comes in. I'm like, this is a bunch of garbage. This is not yeah. happening. And then I go back to imagining. Is that is that okay? Is that normal? So you have to believe that it's possible. Oh. That's mm. the... You have to believe that it's possible. And then this all comes back to beliefs, right? Limited beliefs. What are your limited beliefs that hold you back from believing that mm. you deserve or that you can make money 
or that you can invest money, save money, whatever it is around money. What are those limited beliefs? How do we find those limited beliefs? One time, um, I don't know, I guess it was four years ago, I was uh, single and I wanted to take my kids on a great vacation. And so we went to Costa Rica and the, it's called the Peace Lodge, by the way. Oh, my God. So we open up the, the door to the room. It's like a little cottage, whatever. And there it is so romantic. And I'm there with my two teenagers. <laughs> my son was going through a breakup, so he was not fun. And my daughter was cool. Uh, but it was, there was like a hot tub outside in the balcony. There was a uh, like a rainforest in the, in, the, in the bathroom with like a real waterfall. It, the bed was like draped in beautiful gauze. I mean, it could not have been more screaming. Okay, you need to be here with somebody amazing. <laughs> and so I was feeling great. And then I felt so sad because I was, you know, kind of freshish divorced. And um, I was I remember looking at the rainforest going, God, I would love to get married here someday. I want to come back here with somebody amazing. And uh, I just imagined it. I didn't really believe it. But I just thought it. Did you? Two years later. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, we're going there. And it was just as amazing. So does that count? Like, yeah, you manifested that. But I didn't totally believe it. I didn't harp on it. I just well, you were in wish. your emotion. You were sad, right? You were in your emotion. Yeah. So you were telling yourself something that you truly wanted. And so it was a part of your subconscious now because it's a part of your emotions. And you're um, like, ooh, I want to do this. So when you're emotional, use you're that. You're like portal. You're emotional. You're suggestible. Why do you think they say when you're fighting, take a minute, take a breather? Uh-huh. Get back in your logical mind and then come back Why and hash it out. Because when you're emotion, everything comes out. Whew, how you learn to react when you're angry, how you learn to react when you're sad, how you learn to react when you're mad, happy. It just comes back. So what does that have to do with? So when you're fighting with someone, mm -hmm. you want to take a minute and really think about how you want to react. Rather than have everything from the, the right. unpack the luggage of how we usually react. Right, go yeah. in the toolbox. Of, yeah, go in your toolbox, uh, be like, okay, how do I want weapons? To react? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got in here. <laughs> I like that one. Um, can you give me some examples of transformations you've seen with your clients? Yes, let's think of one. Um, there's many different areas. Maybe I'll do a weight loss one. Okay. Since that's been really uh, popular lately. And I uh, have a client who she doesn't mind if I share her name, actually. Perfect. So her name is Valerie. And she was trying to lose about 30 pounds, 30 to 35. And she tried everything. Nothing was working. And so she finally hired an amazing doctor um, who's a dietitian who was helping her. And she, the, do the doctor goes, okay, now you need to quit sugar. Mm -hmm. And she goes, what? Quit sugar. That's tough. I yeah. love sugar. Yeah. Who doesn't? I'm Brazilian. <laughs> I grew up, oh, I love sugar. And so she said, you know what? Let me call Lauren. Let me get hypnosis for this. I've worked with her in the past with other things. And she's like, you know what? Do you work with weight loss? I said, yeah, of course. So I have a problem. I need to get rid of sugar ASAP. And I said, do you want to? Mm. You have to want to. Well, and that's different from <laughs> I have to. Yeah. Want is want. Want to. Okay. What and was her answer? She said, yes, I want to. I want to learn. I want to lose this 35 pounds to 40 pounds. I can't remember exactly the number. And so we had her come in and um, I think it was a couple sessions. And I'm not going to say what we did because people have to find out when they come. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tease. <laughs> 
But basically, uh, you know, sweets were associated with a part of her life that mm-hmm. was connecting, uh, social, uh, love, maybe even. So what is this, this, the sweets? It's almost like a sticky piece of gum that's stuck to your shoe and you're walking around and it's just like, that's what, whenever she wanted to feel love, it was like sweets. And she would eat sweets, so we had to neutralize that, kind of take that gum well, can off. Can you give me an example of like how you would neutralize that? Like, you go into that part and what? How do okay, you Okay, so you're basically getting to the part of your brain, you were convincing again, that part of your brain that's like, you're not the boss of me, the subconscious, the emotional uh, part, mm-hmm. saying, hey, can we learn new ways to receive love or to connect with people that don't involve sweets? Did you come up with the new ways or did her brain? She, her brain comes oh, up with the new ways. Okay. And in that part of your brain, you're in charge. You have all your memories, all your beliefs, all your desires. And you're the one who gets to choose what it is in that state of mind. And the reason that state of mind works is because that's how, when you were in that state of mind to begin with, that's when you learn to love sweets. So we got to go there. That's deep. And that's why, you know, you're not going to do this in one session. No, a couple sessions okay. probably. Uh, okay. Everyone's different. just depends on the readiness. Um, our packages are usually three to seven sessions. Does she go home and repeat some of the work? Okay. So you got to do your fun. I don't call it homework. I call it fun work. Yeah. Gotta repeat your fun work. So now you start to invite the things that do make you feel love or do connect you that work faster and healthier than sweets do. What did, what did she, can you remember one example that she replaced sugar with? Uh, I the thought remember. of celebration or whatever that. I can't remember with her. Give me a second. I can ask her and we'll get back to you. <laughs> but she lost the but weight? She, she lost 35 pounds. Wow. And I didn't see her for two months. And I ran into her. Wow. And I two I did not recognize her. And she even created a whole before and after picture and about it. But it was just fascinating at how beautiful that worked. Like how fast it how worked. empowering. And not only was it sweets, there were other things, obviously confidentiality, but there are things about, you know, the self, like, is it, that I won't mention, but there's also limiting beliefs about, am I, do I deserve right. to lose away? Am I worthy? Uh, is it safe for anyone that's looking to lose weight? You have to ask yourself those questions. Am I able to, is it safe? Do I deserve it? Hmm. And you answer those questions. You, but the point is, you have to be ready. Yes, and you have to want 100%. it for yourself. 100%. Okay, so and the, believe it's possible. And believe. <laughs> you know, is it okay to... Because this is big stuff, I think. Um, I mean, some things in our life, we're totally ready. But I also understand when you're not. And sometimes I tell myself, it's okay to have the intention. I have an intention to intend, like, let's say you're way over here. I have an intention to intend, or I have an intention to uh, believe. I will, you know, um, and then I believe. Is it okay to yes. go in layers? Yes, so I, I, what I call this is opening up the door to possibility. So then that door is open. If you don't know what's behind the door, if it's just closed, then you're not going to even go in, right? But when you open up the door and you're peeking, you're like, oh, there's a possibility in there. I could go in there. I could, right. I could start believing that I'm worthy. I could start believing that I'm capable, that I deserve it, and that I can. Have you accomplished everything you want in your life, you personally? Um, I know it's... You know. It's a big question. I'm in the process okay. of doing so, yeah. So one step at a time. Manifesting. Yeah, something comes up, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go there and work on that. Personally, you mean? Yeah, I'm pretty simple. Okay. <laughs> so I think I'm mastering 
this part first. The brain. Yes. And then the rest can lead a follow. Excuse me. <laughs> My brain is leading. That sounds like the, the saying, the old saying, well, be, do, have, right? Be, do, have. Inst- that's the recipe for manifestation instead of doing something so you can have something. It's and more then you how you feel. Be, right. So be is how you feel. So the feeling is, if we have the feeling, do we need, do we need anything? Hmm. That's a question for for another time. Deep stuff. <laughs> we have the feeling. Do we need anything? So, if one thing I can share is how you speak to yourself, it really matters. Words are everything. And you don't even have to say it out loud. It's in your head too. It is in your, your head. Because your brain gets it all. Where I think about seventy percent negative thoughts, <laughs> which is why people like to complain. Right. Uh-huh. What yeah. if we could talk about things that actually empower, that feed the brain? It's like when we're feeding our body, right? We're nurturing our body. We feed our brain. So if one thing I can mention is that you want to learn how to speak to yourself kindly. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever you think you would tell a stranger in need, tell yourself. You're capable. So, for example, money struggles, since we talked about in the beginning. If money is tight, just tell yourself, you know what? I'm building now. I'm building. It's not like you're going to see $10,000 right now and it's going to appear tomorrow but you're manifesting it to appear. So you can start to use words like I am building instead of, oh, I don't have enough. Or um, uh, this is uh, above the budget instead of, oh, I can't afford it. So we're just changing the way we speak to ourselves so we don't, you know, water that sponge. Right. Yeah. That I mean, uh, that's what I love about my, my therapist. And I think anybody who's seen a therapist or a counselor probably feels the same way. There, and she's very validating and forgiving. And I, I had a session with her recently. And I'm like, why can't I do that to myself? Why? Like I said something recently and I went to her and I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad. That was such a mean thing to say. I can't believe I said that. And she's like, you were speaking your truth. Yeah. And then I said, yeah, but I said it's so bitchy. And she's like, okay, so you didn't say it in the most holy way. And she, it was like instant healing. Like I had a wound and went <laughs> shriveled up and like it was gone. And then I hung up and I was like, okay, well, you know, you got to start doing that for yourself. Exactly. So that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, oh, I said it so bitchy. Okay, next time, how do I want to say it? Right. So yeah, I said it bitchy this time. Am I going to learn from this or am I going to repeat my pattern? But I know why she, you know, I, and then I asked myself, <laughs> well, why did you say it bitchy? Because I sometimes <laughs> don't always speak up and then I get mad at myself and it comes out. Mm. So... So sometimes we don't speak up because we learned that to that we're not allowed to speak up. Right. Yeah. Old programming. Oh yeah, old programming. There you go, girl. Close that one out. Yep. X that one out. We don't even need it anymore. Yeah. Instead, we can turn up the confidence, turn up the voice, unlock the cage of the words. The words fly out, and you get to choose how they come out. I always like to say, like imagine a red carpet. Your tongue is the red carpet, and things just flow out elegantly. I love that. Yeah. And that a key to doing that is to say, use the word I, I feel, I feel instead of, yes. you know, vomiting. Okay, let's go over some of Lauren's tips on <laughs> how to rewire your brain. This is like a crash course, but, you know, I love it. Um, number one, she suggests notice what's triggering you. Uh, you know, go to positive, get to, go to that positive feeling. Ask yourself, do I enjoy being in this negative crappy energy? <laughs> and of course, you know, the answer is no. Number two, uh, you talked about wringing out the brain like a sponge, wringing out those old 
uh, negative program thoughts. And she suggested either to wring out your brain, go to nature, go to water, exercise, music, move, do something that brings you joy. Hold on. <laughs> Three, she suggests find where you're feeling this, like... Um, sometimes for me, it's in my throat, if I'm not able to speak, or my heart, if I'm feeling sad, just notice in your body where it's at. Um, and four, she suggests, um, imagine it. Everything you imagine, you create and believe it's possible. Believe it's possible. And five, um, well, also look at your limited beliefs. Five, speak kindly to yourself, which is one of my favorites. Um, but I think number one is key, key, key. Everybody listening, we have to notice. If we're, if we're not noticing that, you know, there's a pothole in the road, we're going to keep going over it. First, you got to see it to avoid it. So notice what's triggering you. Um, is there anything we missed? Well, on that note, pothole note, just when we're at a construction site, do we just sit there in the car and wait for the construction to be over for days and months? Or what do we do? We go around it. So whenever we're feeling stuck in an emotion or in a time in our life, just remember that this is just a construction site. We can always find a new way. Go around it. Mm. (laughs) You're not stuck. There's always a way. I'm going to avoid using the word not. I'm going to say you are free. Because the the subconscious mind, the emotional mind, doesn't understand the word no. Ah, only so that's why. Okay. Does not understand it. So if I say, don't do this, if you tell a kid not to do something, they're going to do it. Don't forget your keys. You're going to forget them. Right. Don't think about an elephant. Right. What are you thinking about? Right. (laughs) So instead, you got to tell yourself what you want to do. Right. Instead of saying, stop spending. I'm building. I'm building. Beautiful. I'm abundant. I'm creating. Because logically, we know what it means. Illogically, the part of you that's the boss of me, right? The part of you that you you know learned everything from ages five, right? Me in the car eight. going, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. I could have slept in. <laughs> That's the little girl. Right? Yes, yes. Having a tantrum. Yeah, adults have tantrums too. Right. Yeah. So just to remember to speak to yourself in a way that that part of your brain understands. Okay, positive. Yeah. Take out the N O. Positive and present. Positive and present. If you want to get in touch with Lauren Romero, you can reach out to her at Miami, Florida Hypnosis. Uh, click on free consultation. That's nice. Free. And, Whatever. And then you fill out like what what your issues are and then mm-hmm. you get back to them. Or you can also email her at uh, Lauren at Miami, Florida Hypnosis.com. Lauren at Miami, Florida Hypnosis.com. I'm going to go meditate right now and start <laughs> believing. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren, so much for being on. You were great. Wisdom here. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time on Advice for Life with Lynn. Cool beans. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. 
I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.